Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Podcast. One stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DeStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive and the host of Leafs Lunch, also on TSN 1050. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. All right, couple things that we got to get to today. Obviously, we'll we'll break down what we saw over the weekend. Maple Leafs dropping a couple of games to Minnesota and Winnipeg. Uh, so we'll go through those games, go through the loss, and why I don't think it was you know it's it's no reason to panic. I don't think the the bubble hasn't burst. You know the the Leafs did not turn into pumpkins, and I'll kind of explain why. Um, and also, bunch of news around the league. A uh, couple of coaches have been fired. Um, Full house cleaning out in Vancouver, so I'll get you. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts on that, and also go through kind of my three stars uh, for, of the weekend for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. But let's get to it. Let's get right to the discussion about these games. Um, we'll, we'll start in Minnesota. It was a four-three shootout loss to many, and and look. There were times in that game I I didn't like. I mean, they they played very poor for a large majority of that game. But what I did appreciate about that loss was climbing out of a 3-0 hole. And I was going to tweet this out and say, if they when they tied it up and they made it 3-3, I was going to come out and I was going to tweet, like, if they win this game, is this maybe one of the more impressive victories on the year? The fact that they have climbed out of a 3-0 hole, that didn't fold, that didn't crater, like we've seen happen, with a lot of other Toronto teams, they played well. And, and and Jack Campbell shut the door. Didn't allow another single goal in the whole back half of that game once the Leafs finally got going. And it really took, like, just some, some you know, sketchy goals to, to find one. I mean, Jason Spezza scores at a really weird angle. And then, boom, next thing you know, it's 3-3. Um, and, you know, the, the team is looking pretty good, looking pretty good going into the third period. And, you know, weren't able to complete the victory, obviously. They lost 4-3 uh, to three in a shootout. But, look, Minnesota's a, a quality team. They're a quality team. They're one of the best in the NHL. And, you know, there was no Mitch Marner, so let's not forget about that. Mitch Marner was gone for the weekend, and clearly he is he has been, uh, if not the most important, the second most important forward for this for this team this season. Um so without him, you know, it's 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 been it, it was it was a little different. You had to adjust. You had lines that got thrown into a blender a little bit, you know, and and the PK also struggled throughout the weekend. They gave up four goals this weekend. You have three goals in yesterday's game against Winnipeg. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there was no Mitch Marner, the team's one of their best penalty killers. You could argue David Camp, I suppose, but I mean clearly Mitch Marner means a lot to this to this penalty kill. Like he really, really is. He's aggressive. Um and he often also ends up getting some some opportunities and at the very least he kills time when he gets the puck in the offensive end when he's killing off penalties he's killing time um, and then he's really really good getting into lanes as well so you know no Mitch Marner clearly factoring into the weekend losses I believe but what I what I really enjoyed about them and we could talk about both of these two and kind of link them together um, the 4-3 shootout loss to Minnesota and the 6-3 regulation loss to Winnipeg was that the team didn't roll over and the team didn't uh, didn't crater and they didn't give up. You know they fought kind of till the end. Um, 
in two different ways, I guess. <laughs> the one against Mini, you know, they, they, they fought on the score sheet to climb out of that hole. And then in Winnipeg, they quite literally got gritty and fought their way in. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a minute. There's some, uh, some things that came out of that Winnipeg game that we'll get to. But overall, I wasn't, inc- I wasn't, upset with the with the, the Maple Leafs this weekend. Yeah, they only got one out of a possible four points, but these are two pretty good teams. You know, you, you take a look at the schedule. I, I think fatigue sat in at the end of the day. I think fatigue finally hit this team um, after, you know, going out west for a week and then coming back, playing one game in the eastern time zone, having to go back out west to play a, a back-to-back against two tough, tough teams. Two teams that are hard to play against, too. Like, they're, they're grueling games playing against these two uh, Western Conference teams. And I think at the end of the day, it was just fatigue sat in. You could really tell in the game against Winnipeg, um, the, the speed on the wings, the speed through the neutral zone. Toronto just didn't have an answer. Like, they gave up so many odd man chances. And that was really the big difference between... When this team is playing well, go and look at when they play well and when they don't. Go look at their their the way that they broke down defensively, um, allowing too many odd man rushes back in the first five, six, seven games of the season. Back when we were getting ready to fire Dubis and fire Keith, to the way that they played again last night, compared to that fifteen game stretch in between. Right, they're not giving up those chances. They're playing extremely good in a neutral zone. They're clogging it up. They're aggressive. They're staying on top of pucks. That wasn't happening yesterday. And I, I hope this may be wishful thinking. I think it's more so due to fatigue, right? Just the fact that they played so much as opposed to this thing coming uh, unglued at the seams. I really don't think that's the case because they still played well. They still had their chances. I mean, the the numbers suggest that these were two close games, not a, a 6-3 blowout. So... Um, I wouldn't be worried about it and thinking like, uh oh, they've lost two in a row now. Now it's it's maybe this is where we start to see the tumble start to come in. Um, I, I don't believe so. Uh, but a couple of other things that came out of the loss last night to Winnipeg, uh, we got to talk about Rasmus Sandin. So he took a knee on knee from Neil Pionk. So Pionk's going to have a, uh, a a hearing. It's going to be an, an over the phone hearing. So he will not get more than five games they cannot suspend him uh for more than five games so it'll it'll be you know a couple of games i'm sure for his knee on knee with with sandine but the update here with with the maple leafs is that jason spezza who retaliated for that hit because that but that didn't get called that penalty did not get called so the leafs felt they had to take matters into their own hands and we see this happen a lot in the nhl when the referees miss stuff and the players feel the need to take things into their own hands. Often, it's the retaliation that gets um, that gets the the penalty more than the act itself. And it looks like that's what we might end up getting here, because Jason Spezza um, ended up coming out onto the ice later in that shift and basically ran at Neil Pionk. Pionk went to go and play the puck uh, with his hand. He was he went down low to play it, and Spezza runs him, ends up kneeing him in the head. Um, and uh, so, you know, Spets is definitely going to get some sort of suspension. He's been given a in-person hearing for this. He has accepted it. It'll be tomorrow afternoon via Zoom. How many games he gets, I don't know. But because it's an in-person hearing, they can give him five or more. Look, I I agree he should be suspended. That was a horrible, horrible play. That was, that was you know, very un like And I'm curious how 
the league is going to look at this. Because Spezza, you know, he doesn't have a history of suspensions. Doesn't have a history of being like a crazy, dirty player. Does he play with an edge sometimes? Sure. But he's not like a dirty player. Doesn't have that reputation. And he hasn't had suspensions in the past. So you could double down and be like, okay, he's not learning. You know, typically that gets taken into account. I'll be curious to see how many games he gets. My guess is three or four games, but again, because it's an in-person hearing, he could have five or more. So he's going to be able to plead his case. I don't know what type of case he'll have to plead. Maybe he just flat out says, look, if you're officiating, did their job, I wouldn't have to go out there and stick up for my guy and make sure Pionk paid for what he had done to their player. Um, Instead, he would have been in the box, and that would have helped. That would have kind of changed the course of the game at that point, really. Um, so th- there was that, you know, and then later it just got super chippy, super chippy. And, you know, the, the, like I said, in many, they fought back on the score sheet, but against Winnipeg last night, they fought back on the ice. They, they really said, we're not here to get pushed around. You can't do that to us. Yeah. Guys like Wayne Simmons, Michael Bunting was getting chippy. Uh, Nick Ritchie, Kyle Clifford dropped the mitts. Um, you know, and then obviously Spezza crossed the line, went over the line, and he'll have to pay for it as he he deserves to because you never want to see that. Like any contact to the head, um, definitely don't want to see that at all. But both of those guys will end up getting suspended for how long? I don't know. I think we saw a twenty five hundred dollar fine to to uh, to Wayne Simmons as well. So. It was a, it was an interesting interesting weekend, an interesting couple of games, but I don't think this is the bubble bursting. I think this was just, you know, a, a combination of no Mitch Marner having to figure things out. You know, night two of a back-to-back, they played against two of the top teams in the NHL. I know Winnipeg's record isn't up there, but you just look at that lineup. That is a good good lineup from top to bottom. Um, and, and, you know, what we saw last night, I think is more indicative to the way that Winnipeg wants to play. So I think the the wins will start coming for Winnipeg, but you played against two top teams on a back to back, you know, it's, it's been a a lot of traveling for this club. Um, and, and, you know, even if you have a 50 win season, you're going to lose 30, right? So, you know, a couple of losses here. I wouldn't be too, too worried about it. No reason to panic. Uh, but, uh, I'm assuming Tomorrow we will hear back on uh, on the suspensions on both Spezza, and I'm assuming Pionk will will also have his hearing tomorrow, and we'll get that information, and I'll, I'll relay that to you. As for Sandine, there was no official update on his injury. Um, you know, post-game it said that he was in a lot of pain, didn't look too, too good. So there's going to be a lot of... A, a lot of um, uh, stress put now onto this defensive pairing where Sandine had kind of carved out a great little role on the third pair with him and partnered up with either Lilligren or Dermot. Where now it's you know this this is they're gonna have to see what they've got without Sandine and thankfully they didn't trade away one of those other defensemen because now you need them and I, like I said when this report came out that they were listening on defensemen I said ah, I don't know I think they need seven quality defensemen um, and now we're seeing why. Because once health becomes a factor, you definitely are going to want those guys as opposed to, I don't know, Brendan Manel or Alex Biega. Like, we've been through that. We've been through the Marty Marincins. Let's have a decent seventh defenseman who can go in there without skipping a beat. Or if an injury occurs, he can slide in and uh, and, and it won't be a complete, you know, joke. And it won't be a, an easy target 
for oppositions. So hopefully it's not too, too long of an injury, but uh, it did not look good. I'll update you when that information comes to light. Uh, there was also no update on Mitch Marner, but uh, reason to believe that it's not a serious injury, and he sh- it was more of a precaution to keep him out the last couple of games, but should come back uh, relatively soon. So hopefully that's the case as well. But again, we'll update you uh, about all that news as it comes down over the next couple of days uh, here on Locked on Leafs. Uh, we'll take a quick break when we return. Uh, I'll get to my three stars of the weekend and tell you a, a couple more little tidbits that's going on in Leafland, and then we'll we'll branch out and we'll get to some stuff that's going around around the NHL, both Vancouver and Philadelphia firing their head coaches, and I'll get my thoughts on that. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, but first, a word from our show sponsors. Want an all-star team? You need an all-star hiring partner. You need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find the talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Pick what skills are important to you from over 135 assessments and get a clear view of your top talent abilities faster. Assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone. Talent doesn't need to prove themselves again, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. With Indeed assessments, you can reduce the hiring time by 12%. 12% according to Indeed Data Worldwide. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions applied. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's a no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, welcome back into Locked on Leafs, the only Maple Leafs daily podcast uh, in the land. Uh, Make sure that you make Locked on Leafs part of your daily listening routine and download it wherever you get your podcast and make it your first listen of the day. All right, uh, so the Maple Leafs dropping back-to-back games this weekend, 4-3 in a shootout to Minnesota, 6-3 in regulation to Winnipeg. Going to go through my three stars uh, this weekend. And my third star, I'm actually going to give it to Michael Bunting. He got a goal last night, and and I felt that he actually had a really really solid weekend. I mean, he's somebody who's always consistently working hard, uh, whether he's grinding out in the the dirty areas, he's battling in front of 
the net. He's drawing penalties. He's agitating, getting under guys' skin. He's really starting to churn out a nice little role here with the with this Matthews line. And I know Mitch Marner wasn't wasn't up there this weekend, but still that line didn't really miss a beat. That line still played uh, exceptionally well, I thought. And it's because Bunting is really starting to learn the tendencies of of, of what Austin Matthews wants him to do. So Michael Bunting got on the score sheet. Um, thought he had a pretty good weekend, so I gave him my third star. My second star, I'm giving it to Jason Spezza. Two reasons. A couple of goals in uh, on Friday or on Saturday against Minnesota. He was electric. He was fantastic, actually, against Minnesota and also helped set up uh, the, the Matthews goal in that game as well. So Jason Spezza was, was terrific on the ice, but sticking up for his teammate. And I know he crossed the line, completely crossed the <coughs> Sorry. He completely crossed the line, and I know he's going to hear from it. He's definitely going to get suspended for a few games. But the fact that he's still stuck up for his teammate, I think, shows the type of leadership that Jason Spezza really brings to this team. So it's not only his on-ice contributions, but it's that off-ice contribution. And you know that they they, they feel um, you know proud to have Jason on their team, and, and the way that he stuck up for his teammates, I think, was was noble. Um, not not in the way he did it, obviously. You never want to try and hurt somebody. But the fact that he took it upon himself to uh, to somewhat police the game, I suppose, does say something, and, and, and I think it, it should be rewarded uh, with my second star. Just wish he didn't do it in such a, a vicious way. I, I will say that. Uh, my first star, got to give it to Austin Matthews. You know, scored in back-to-back games. That's now goals in six straight games. Remember when we were all worried about Austin Matthews scoring? Well, he's right back into the rocket race. I think he's got, what, 15 goals on the season now. His shooting percentage back up into the double digits. All is good in Leafland when it comes to Austin Matthews. Even without Mitch Marner, still was able to to, to get some goals there. Scored on the power play. But, you know, Austin Matthews, uh, you know, it's his all-around game. Even his play off the puck. The way that he's hounding pucks in the offensive zone. Uh, you know, back-checking defensively. You know, I think Austin Matthews is starting to look a lot, a lot like the Matthews we saw a season ago. It seems like that he's starting to get back to 100%, that wrist not really bothering him anymore. He's able to to do a lot more things. Um, and getting getting it into it with, with, with Pierre-Luc Dubois last night, too, just goes to show that he's sick and tired of being pushed around as well. And uh, he's going to stick up for himself, and he's going to get into a little bit of a dust-up with Pierre-Luc Dubois. He'll do that. I mean, he's a big guy. He's not someone who you want to be ragdolling anyway. So it's nice to see that Matthew's got a little bit of fight in him. Um, and we saw that last night as well. All right. Uh, I saw a report out here that there's a potential that the Maple Leafs could be looking into uh, bringing Josh Hosang up to the big club. Um, I think I talked about this last week uh, on one of the shows last week, how Hosang is somebody who I'm into. I think it was on Twitter Tuesday last week, actually, which, by the way, Twitter Tuesday coming tomorrow. Uh, make sure you go and find the tweet on the Locked on Leafs Twitter page. Reply to it with your tweet so that I can answer your questions for you. Chance for you to take control of the show and get some of the answers that you've been looking for. Um, but last week I was asked, oh, who's a, who's an AHL player that you think might factor into the big club at some point? One of the names I talked about was Josh Hosang. Um, you know, basically a point per game player has like seven or eight goals uh, so far down there. And look, he's a he's a real good talent. It was whether or not he could buy in and you know ha- ha- could get a like. <sighs> 
there's just a lot of baggage with him. Could he humble himself to the point where you know he deserves to be with the club? And I, I, it's possible that he's done that. And now with Mitch Marner, I don't know how long he's hurt for, if he's hurt long-term, or what's going on there. But I, there was a tweet today from Jack Hahn, who used to coach with the Marlies, so he's decently connected, I would say. Knows, knows some people within that organization that says Josh Hosang uh, may be en route to Toronto rather soon. So that's really interesting to me to find if he is uh, going to sign with the club. He currently signed to an AHL deal and can only sign, only play in Toronto if they sign him to a, a, an NHL contract. So that's going to have to happen. But I, I got to tell you, I don't know why, but my first instinct, and without speculating, but my first instinct is maybe they may want to take a longer approach to Mitch Marner. And they're thinking Hosang, who played really well in a top six role in the preseason, may be the best option to fit with those guys if they want to keep Kasha and Camp together on the third line. That was my initial response when I saw the news about a the least potentially signing Josh Hosang. Like I said, Jack Hahn, he's connected in a way, I believe. Um, he did work for the organization, so I'd imagine that he still has some friends in some high places over there, uh, especially with the Marlies. But he tweeted out that he's en route to Toronto, or Josh Hosang coming up to, to Toronto. We'll see what that means. We'll see if that means he signs a deal, and if so, um, maybe he's the you know a Marner replacement until Marner gets back. And perhaps he's someone who could even end up carving out a role. We, we didn't think that. Galchenya could work anywhere else, but uh, you know he came, he bought in, and he played well, and he had an opportunity up on the top six, and he did he he did admirably, I would say. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Another thing to monitor, along with the uh, the Sandine, the 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 Marner, and the Spezza news as well. Lots of news in Leafsland coming off a pretty tough weekend. Uh, lots of news around the NHL as well, and I'll get to all that when we return here on the Lockdown Leafs podcast. But first, a word from our show sponsors. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, the Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors you have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? The Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you'll need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines built bar can give you that extra something to keep you going so throw one in your jacket or your purse you never know when you're gonna need it and because it's the holiday season of peace and love don't bring up your favorite built bar flavor at family parties people are so passionate about their favorite flavor they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand your friends with santa well tell santa to throw a few built bars into those stockings with so many flavors they make anyone's christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand, though. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, for 15% off at Built.com. 
Bet Online has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online it's where the game starts welcome back to locked on lease mike DeStefano, the host of this show just a reminder we put out new episodes each and every day monday to friday uh five days a week so make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast and get that daily maple leafs podcast directly to your phone and make us your first listen of the day all right, a couple of big things to get to. The Maple Leafs, uh, sorry, not the Maple Leafs. We're done chatting about the Maple Leafs. The Vancouver Canucks have cleaned house. Uh, they got off to a terrible, terrible start this season. Jim Benning, gone. Travis Green, gone. Uh, their coach and general manager. And Bruce Boudreaux will be coming into Vancouver as a new head coach. He signs a, a two-year deal, which will take him through to this season and next season. Which is a bit interesting, the fact that they've gone out and they've already hired a coach after firing both your coach and GM. Typically, you would just appoint an interim head coach, uh, and then you would hire your GM, and then he would figure out the coach from there. So, a, a very backward situation, which is what's going on out in Vancouver right now. Um, but in terms of the, the interim GM job, it seems like that's even going to be just a, a committee. You know, and like a big reason why I believe the it, it took this long to get Travis Green and Benning fired was because they, the Aquilinis, the owners of the Canucks, just didn't they just didn't want to pay new people. You know, like the the, the owners, you know, a lot of them got hit with the pandemic as well, right? Um, they lost out on a lot of money too, and having to fork out millions of more dollars just because you know Benning and Travis Green can't get their team to buy in completely probably is something that the Aquilinis just didn't want to do, but eventually came to the point where jerseys hit the ice. I think they realized we're going to lose our fan base if we don't make a change. And they did. Uh, last night, Benning fired, Travis Green fired, Bruce Boudreaux in, and it'll be a committee front office. The Sedins will be part of that committee. Uh, Chris Gear, uh, a current AGM, will be part of that committee. Ryan Johnson as well uh, will be part of that. So I think Johnson, as of now, will be up at the top of that food chain, but it's very much hands-on for all of them until they figure out what they're going to do with the GM job but super ass backwards to fill the the coaching hire uh, before they fill that. But the fact that it's only a effectively a one-year deal on top of this year um, makes it also super bizarre. And, I mean, bringing in Bruce Boudreaux, you think that he's someone who's probably going to want to try and win now. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm hearing some players talk after media, and it sounds like they're not open to a rebuild out in Vancouver. And, look, they got a pretty good roster out there. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I like the roster a lot. 
they've got some holes defensively, but they've got some real studs up front. You know, Patterson, Besser, Bo Horvat, uh, that Niels Hoaglander kid's turning out pretty good. Vasily Podkolzin keeps getting better and better, and, and Connor Garland has been uh, a real nice find for them. It's defensively. Like, once you get past Quinn Hughes, it gets real bleak real quick. Uh, OEL as well, who they traded for, but he hasn't really provided as much offense as you would expect. But other than that, they got nothing on the back end, and they got a pretty rock star goalie in Thatcher Demko. So if they can clear clean up that blue line, they may have a chance. But just you look at what Jim Benning has done to this cap, it's it's going to be real tough for them to do much of anything, to be quite honest with you. They're right up against it, and it's going to be tough to make some moves. But I, I think it's a, it's a long time coming. You know, Jim Benning, I, they've been chanting fire Benning for a month now. And... Uh, you know, I thought last year was probably the time to get rid of him. After last season, they did not. They decided to go back to uh, back to the well, and it just didn't didn't go well. Didn't go well at all. Um, so, new scenes out in Vancouver. Bruce Boudreaux at the helm behind the bench. I believe they're uh, taking on. What, Winnipeg tonight, I think? Uh, L.A. They're taking on L.A. tonight. So we'll see if they, they get the old co- new coach's bump. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. But, uh, yeah, big changes out in Vancouver. We'll see if it amounts to uh, to a turnaround out there for the Canucks. Uh, also around the league, Philadelphia getting rid of their coach. Elaine Vigneault out in Philly. Mike Yo given the interim tag there. And, um Again, kind of to no surprise, I would say. Like, this is a team that also had high expectations, much like the Canucks did going into the year, and it just has not gone well. Like, it just it, it just hasn't gone well. Um, just trying to look up exactly what their record is of late, but I know that they've lost eight in a row, I think. Yeah, they've lost eight straight games, 0-6-2, um, and then lost last night was kind of the final straw, uh, the nail in the coffin, a 7-1 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they played tonight, actually. They played Colorado Avalanche. So Mike Yeo is going to be taking, taking over there, who's uh, you know Flyers assistant in his third year with Elaine Vigneault. So, you know, just a couple of coaches that, you know, got off to some tough, tough starts to the year with their clubs. And, uh, you know, two teams, two organizations that expected a lot more, a lot more of their teams. So uh, didn't get it, obviously. And, you know, this is a results-based business, a results-based business. And, look, the Maple Leafs, what, two months ago, were almost in this predicament where we had people. There there was a jersey thrown on the ice in, in Toronto after one of those games. But, you know, they had somebody finally pipe up and turn their season around. We'll see if there's someone inside the Vancouver uh, or um, Philadelphia locker room that can kind of do the same to get both these guys rolling. But at this point, might be curtains on this year. Although, now that the St. Louis Blues went on and did what they did, you never really know. You never really know. But we shall see what happens there. Uh, I think that's going to do it for me here today on the podcast. 
Um, I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms. You receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. I'm back with another episode tomorrow. We'll recap the Leafs, or sorry, tee up the Leafs game as they take on the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow. Also do some Twitter Tuesday. So get those listener questions in for Twitter Tuesday. I'll post it on the Leafs Lunch Twitter account. Um, give you a chance to, to ask me some questions and get involved in the show. Uh, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.